Have you ever felt so exhausted and drained that you're left questioning if you're burning out? Hi, I'm Flick Taylor, and my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her mental health to extreme burnout. I know, the irony is not lost on me. Join me as I host Everyday Burnout Conversations, the honest podcast that shares the stories of others, more walks of life as they recover from, manage and avoid burnout by prioritising their mental health and well-being. Expect to hear fascinating conversations, plus positive and actionable tips and tricks that can help you make the simple life changes your mental health will thank you for. Episodes will be delightfully wrapped up in some epic truths and great humour. So, enjoy! Today's guest is Kelly Ford, who is a comedian and broadcaster. Her show for Soho Radio, Sex Lies and Videotapes, has been delving into the lives of people in Soho since 2015. Kelly also co-hosts the radio and podcast documentary series, The Everything Project, with Natalie Lee, which shines a light onto worlds unknown, giving a voice to those unheard. Kelly was 15 when she lost her mum, Jill, to ovarian cancer. When she became a mother herself 21 years later, she found herself only wanting to hear about motherhood from her lovely mum. This inspired Kelly to create the beautiful podcast series, The Motherless. Kelly speaks to a diverse range of women who lost their mothers at varying stages of life, looking at their relationships and highlighting the resilience and strength experienced by women in daily life. It's an incredible podcast for anyone experienced grief, maybe you've lost a loved one, or you're someone who treasures hearing the real-life stories of others. In today's Everyday Burnout Conversation episode, I chat to Kelly about the perfect storm that led to her burnout manifesting physically, eventually reaching a diagnosis of, let me get this right, pyoderma gangrenosum and suspected Crohn's disease. She talks about the warning signs that she's learned to keep watch for, along with the daily stress management she embraces to keep burnout at bay. So, without further ado, enjoy listening to my chat with the lovely Kelly Ford. Right then, Kelly, let's go for it. Yeah, let's. Yeah. So, um, for your listeners, we do need to let them know, don't we, don't we, that we've got another recruit as part of this conversation who's a five-month-old baby called Eliza, who's my lockdown She's She's hanging out with us today. So um us, she is moderating the panel. She's giving the best smiles ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she may have a little word to say or two, and we welcome it. We're like, come on, Eliza, what you got for us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh dear. So Kelly, you um when we first started connecting together, you were saying that you had had a brush with burnout like and it was like it affected you physically as well as mentally and I'd I'd love you just to start telling us a little bit about that it's so funny right because before our conversation today I said to my husband when this thing had happened would he have described it as burnout ah. said Oh, well, um, he said it was a perfect storm. Ooh, and um, okay. I thought that was quite an interesting description. Yeah. Um, so I'm a mum of two. Okay. Um, this thing happened to me in 2018, and I had a two-year-old at the time, Tabitha. 
and um, started the year and we had uh, two trips of a lifetime in two months. So we had originally booked this two week travel trip to Bali um, with 10 mates, with our kids, very exciting. Oh. And that was going to happen in the March. But then out of nowhere, our very good friend says, we're getting married in Japan in February. Do you want to come? We're like, whoa, we haven't got the money. So we're like, make it happen. So we made it happen. Screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. And so we had these two travel trips that were, they were trips for a lifetime. So to have them three weeks apart was slightly crazy. But... You know, in Japan, we traveled up to the top. We skied. We went to Disney, Ghibli. We saw the bloody monkeys. You know, we literally did it. We licked the lid of oh, Japan. And it was all magical. We shared it with our incredible friends. And then came back for three weeks, went to Bali for two weeks and lived like Puff Daddy. <laughs> and then I came back and basically I'd... At the time, I was doing quite a lot of production producing, and I had a three-week production job. And this job flick was mental, right? It was one of those mental jobs where you're working 15 hours a day, 17 hours a day. You've got, like, American clients at 11 o'clock at night asking you yeah. to show them extra shoe options. And I've got, like, a husband and a two-year-old at home. So the days were long. And in Bali... I had like, we have mosquito bites, right? So you get mosquito bites when you come back from holiday and they get a bit itchy. And I was working this really intense job and this one mosquito bite was just, started to get a bit raised. And I was like, hmm. Anyway, within a week, it, it kind of had like opened and it was like kind of like a pinhole opening. And I was like, at the same time, my body was, I was feeling tired, like really tired and, and over the process of about two to three weeks, this insect bite, there we go, one second, I've got a baby. Look, she's like, I've got something to say about the insect bite. Bring me up. <laughs> Basically, the insect bite, I can only say, unfurled. And I was working, I was like producing this mega job that was for Commercial for Trident, American chewing gum, lots okay. of talent, lots of different tricky client. And basically, I was on the set and I showed it to someone. I was like, look at this. And by that time, it was like, it was open in a size of a 5P piece. And my body was stiff. I was having trouble kind of walking. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was having trouble walking. Ooh. And I was kind of hiding my exhaustion with coffee and sugar and, and, I, and then I kind of went to the doctor and I was like, whoa, I'm very stiff. I'm finding it hard to walk and I'm, ex I'm exhausted. Like I had the flicky eye, mm. all the signs of stress, actually, stress, yeah. plus exhaustion. And then I was given antibiotics and told to go away. And a week back week, within a week, it was the size of a 50 pence piece, this open wound. And I was like, went back to the doctor. I was like, this isn't right. Can you... I need all of the tests. I want like, I want to know what's going on in my body. I need a colonoscopy, endoscopy, the whole works, an MOT. And unfortunately, the GP on this occasion wasn't great. Okay. But I had another round of, um, of antibiotics. And, um, and, and then, hello, and then, and, and then 
I got a phone call and I was producing Cat's Bum. I was, um, I was producing my brother's phone call and it was from the dog saying, we've taken a swab of your um, wound and you need to go to A&E right now. And at the time I was so committed to the work that I was in A&E, I, I like pulled the pound machine away from the wall, plugged in my laptop. I'm there like writing emails to clients. And by this point, the wound on my leg was the size of my palm, let's say. Oh, darling. Yeah. And my, I, I just, I couldn't really walk. I was very stiff, extremely fatigued. And with a two-year-old, that is not forgiving. Yeah. No. Nope. Have to break breakfast, you still have to do just cleaning up off the floor, and then they gave me a massive, massive bag of antibiotics. And I, I was told the next day to see the dermatologist. And the next day, I went in, they performed a quick surgery on the on the wound. They wanted to get a biopsy, it's the most painful thing ever. And they said, Well, we think we think that this thing is called pyoderma gangrenosum. And uh and it's related to people that have Crohn's or have uh, colitis or leukemia. And I said, when's it going to heal? I need it to heal. And uh, they said, um, we can never say with this thing. Wow. I never forget that day because I was emailing and then they're just about to put a cannula in my hand. And I, I said to the employer at that time, because when you are freelance and you're hustling, yeah, you aren't only as good as your last job. So I remember saying, and they're just about to put a cannula in. I don't think I can keep up the comms with uh, America. And supposedly, the, just the American client just said, Kelly's in hospital, they, she can't deal with any more comms. And they just replied with a K, like, okay. No. And it's like, <laughs> at what point does someone's health become less important than like chewing gum? It was just so, yeah. It just kind of, everything into a nutshell and so from that point on flick it was um I had eight months of being in hospital on average two to three times a week I I I was diagnosed with this thing pyoderma gangrenosum it's like a skin necrotizing disease uh I ended up having to go to Harley Street, my brother, uh, Granty, basically. The hospital I was at, they just weren't able to kind of treat me quickly. And I was going to these dressing clinics where they were just cutting the wound and it was growing exponentially because wow. you should never, um, you should never like clear away the, the wound with like scissors or knife. And that's what they did and basically it meant that the wound grew and my brother was just like he stepped in and he was like he's found the top clinician in the whole country um this incredible man Dr Bashir and Harley Street who who kind of was saved me and backdoored me into Kings and he was like with what you have they shouldn't be seeing you every six weeks they should be seeing you three times a week and so I was like getting taxis which my dad and my stepmother kindly covered to kings to get my dressings changed and then I was put onto a whole selection of immune suppression treatments so as I could get better my body through exhaustion and stress was attacking itself my goodness and so and so like burnout that there is no there is 
There is no way that is not burnout. It was a whole perfect storm of a two-year-old overdoing life, then me, those big travel trips, then going into 18-hour-a-day job with like such high pressure, really difficult sort of production work can be very stressful. And I was spent beyond and then my body just started collapsing. And so like that was three years ago and uh, the wound took eight months to close. Um, I'm on immune suppression, like probably for the rest of my life. They diagnosed me with a suspected Crohn's and like everything kind of had to change. Like I now know the triggers like if I'm getting exhausted or edging towards a kind of burnout, like my ankles are the first things to flare. Okay. And I, I get like puffy ankles and my feet get really difficult to walk on. And with that in mind, then I'm like, then I'm like, oh, I need to take it easy. Like I've got to like rest. I mean, it's quite challenging with a newborn because I'm not getting all the perfect ingredients for being well. Yeah. Like, like, all of us, I feel anyway, so that that is what that is what happened to me, and it is quite dramatic and it was quite severe. And I would say it was burnout because it was a physical, my body physically said no more. And I think yeah. I think I've been going like at it like the clappers, working hard, living hard, looking after little people. Yeah. And it, relentless and I just think there was no downtime really and actually I think a lot of us mums you know the BBC even reported on it we're all doing too much there's too much overwhelming and actually it's holding us back a lot of us it's holding us back from what we actually our true potential because we're all having to do 15,000 things yeah yeah, you're so right, Kelly. I mean, even listening to your story, like, and, and having experienced burnout myself, it's really interesting. I'm a big believer that um, even if you're doing things you love, like you, I mean, it would have been amazing to have gone to Japan and Bali and all those things. But we know women do most of the bloody packing, most of the organizing, most of the sorting out of the kids. Mm-hmm. And like, even doing that, it's draining even though you're someone may say she went to Japan Bali trips of a lifetime it's still a lot going on and then but I also really relate to coming home and then just always being gone you never you never took a moment that green light would have always been on because you're making sure with the time difference that you were on for um, America as well as England you were working around the clock like make it happen and also when you're freelance and you live in London, yes. you know, wherever you live, you know, you, when you work, also I had those two trips, I needed to work, I needed to earn the dollar. Yes. And that that's factual. And like, you know, now, yes, I've got a fantastic toolkit in place and the right meds, but OMG, that was the lesson of listening to your body. Because yes. I think for years, I had salmonella a long time ago, for years, I think I'd had gastric issues and they're probably uh, your gut is um is directly related to stress isn't it Um, and for me I I think I've had quite a lot of stress in my life you know I've dealt with it very well you know I've I've had an amazing support network around me that's 
you know, family and extended family and friends. But I mean, stress stress is around. And yeah. I think uh, now I know what it feels like. And I think I probably was ignoring it. And the moral of the story is don't ignore, don't ignore your body trying to tell you stuff because it will, it will catch up with you. <laughs> It will. And I think like you, like for years, I have just pushed myself. Like pushing myself became the norm. Like I just, I didn't know any other way. It was just like, I've always grafted, worked hard, tried to achieve. Like, and I can't even, I was just in it. I can't even say, you know, I was able to take a moment and reflect and think, well, is that really important? Like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I used to work with you know, with imperative care and with sick children and that whole kind of, that whole environment really teaches you to smell the roses along the way. But, but I'm like, so, I'm so sad that I wasn't also able to take from it that, you know, we matter, you matter. Like, and so I don't know about you, Kelly, I just think, oh my God, if only I'd taken a week off, maybe I could have saved myself this whole year of like heartache you know if we could just like clue in and so I guess I'm saying this for any women listen to this if you have an inkling if you have a mosquito bite if you have anything that you're like oh I'm struggling take time off take a break if you can you also know? mean like I think we've got this thing this martyrdom I mean yeah. I think there's thing of like control and like making it all happen and being that you know, I think social media doesn't help this in any way, shape or form, oh. where there's this kind of perceived perception of the super mum and kind of what she can do and the juggle. And it's all rubbish. No one can really yeah. do the juggle. They're no. all just some days they're good and some days they're not so good. And and, and I've been reading uh, the Yes Mum, Holly de Cruz's book about motherhood and about basically taking it slow. Yeah. And she's that book is amazing. And I, I really feel this time, it's like this week, like today I'm doing this. And yesterday I did a YouTube thing and like uh, I did fitness this morning, but tomorrow um, we'll be dedicated to Eliza and we will sit on the sofa and we will maybe get off the sofa for half an hour. And I just have to do it now. I have to schedule in that because otherwise one, I'm on maternity leave, man. That, yeah. That's what I should be doing. Yeah. I've been like, I mean, I've been doing consistently working bits and bobs like since she's been sort of 10 12 weeks and I just think right I can't the lesson has been learned I can never get that sick again I thought my leg was gonna drop off I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna die I was really scared I was on so much immune suppression that I thought it's like I was advised it's highly carcinogenic it was the weekly bloods and it all suddenly was very very serious and I needed help you know we had to my dad like and stepmothers like stepped in and were like right we're gonna get you an au pair because like we needed help I I needed practical help I could barely walk my kid 100 meters to her nursery so it was a big lesson in life as to what actually is worth your energy as well like I I do stand-up I'm a stand-up comedian that's like one of the things that I do and I love but now I'm like 
is that gig worth my energy? Am I going to, what am I going to gain from it? What am I going to learn from it? How many times am I going to listen to that recording afterwards? What am I going to, what am I going to draw from it? And it's like making sure that all your energy is expended for a worthy, nourishing, important reason. And I think that goes for friends, actually. I think that goes for anything you touch. It has to bring you a level, level of joy and importance. Otherwise, why are you doing it? I think we're all just doing too much. Yeah, you're, you're bang on, bang on, Kelly, because it's so easy. And, and certainly I was in a pattern of just giving out all the time. And I was also, it's it's that martyrdom and it's, it's a pattern. Like it, I wasn't even aware that I was doing it. I just did it, you know, and it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And oh, your lovely dad and stepmom. I, I just I had a lot of support from my parents, and I I don't know what women would do, you know, women in our situation who don't have that support because you kind of need someone to step in and go right. I'm managing this project now. This is what we're going to do, and don't worry about this money and. So, um, and all of my siblings, my incredible brother for finding Dr. Bashir, yes. my sister, my other brother checking in with me regularly, you know, like the au pairs, the, the stuff that they did for me and, and on our family, you know, and my sister-in-law. I'm, I'm just very, very lucky and, you know, amazing friends. You know, I, I am very lucky, but I do think, like, yes, it's amazing to have support networks and I think you also have to make sure on a personal level, you've got your own toolkit. So, for instance, yeah, Eliza's got her own toolkit. Let's do it, ladies. Let's get the toolkits out. (laughs) But, like, I just, like, I I think, where is that wanting to overperform coming from? What is that? So actually, I have I, I I've done two rounds of CBT um, available on the NHS here, which has been absolutely fantastic for me because I have always have a, a strong always strived to overperform and overachieve, and it's kind of led by some quite insecure um, personality traits, I think, and that's all fueled that kind of overambition. Yeah, and so it's about sort of questioning those thoughts. So as you're kind of you know, acting in the most um, healthy, but also kind of like conscious way. Because um, like you say, like when you're just going like the clappers, are you actually doing anything with your best ability or are you just kind of just on a mission just to trying to get, get stuff done and it's not, it's not great. So I think um, CBT have been really positive for me and then I've changed my diet. I had, that's something I had to do. I, um, dropped gluten um, because of the Crohn's. But I think anything that's kind of inflames your body, because we all consume far too much wheat. um, That was something that I just chose to do. And like, I'm just kind of like, I feel now I've got, I'm making sure like if I, I'm drinking loads and loads of water and if I don't get asleep at night, I will sneak off for a nap and do the things that I've got to do to kind of stay well. Because after being that poorly from over exertion plus stress plus no sleep and raising a two-year-old I think it's taught me a lesson and I've got to like heed to that yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And just the fact, God, you've come a long way, Kelly, because like just the fact that you're like, yes, I did the YouTube today. I'm doing this podcast interview tomorrow. It's a sofa day. It's those are big, big steps. They're, you know, big progressive steps. I've just done the same. Yesterday was a day where it was just crazy. So I was like, okay, I had plans of doing this email, pitching that person and doing this. I can't do anything. I need to just sit, be with dads, calm, chill. Tomorrow's right. another day. It's uh, There's we- also that thing of like, we've also just all lived through a pandemic, haven't we? Oh, and we're all coming out of that. And actually there's, um, there's a... Um, Sorry, one minute. There's a an amazing podcast called How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. Oh, isn't it amazing? It's incredible. And oh. there's that one Gowda, and I just think everyone should like listen to it as a matter of that's on my list because you were talking to Anarchy Somerville and her podcast about that one. And I was like, oh, that's on my list to listen to. It's good. It's yeah. Really good. And love Anarchy. And um that, just that thing of breaking life down into the next hour, let alone the next 10 minutes. I think right. we've all, yeah. 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 We really have been through the ringer with the pandemic. I was watching um, on BBC iPlayer, um, the, the James McAvoy and Sharon Horgan. What's it called? Oh, it's one word. It's on the tip of my tongue now. But it's like an hour and a half, BBC. Sharon Horgan, James McAvoy. And it's basically a couple that yeah. filming them, like getting through the pandemic, and it's really good. Really, oh, good. it makes you. Eliza says, "Yeah, it's good. She's seen it. Oh, I'm so sorry. She, she pretends it." Sorry, but <laughs> you found a voice. I love it. We wouldn't have it any other way. Oh. <laughs> This is something I do for comedy, but actually I do think not to give people, you know, a, a, another thing to do. But I think there is a lot to be said for doing daily pages, which is like when you wake up, anything that's in your head, just getting it onto paper. Because I think quite often we're carrying quite a lot around and that also doesn't help the kind of overexertion. Yeah. That, that was a big help for me when I was like last year, full on burnout. Every day I would get up and write my, my morning pages, the artist way. And I just interviewed Antonia Taylor last week and she does the same. In fact, she said that's like critical to her to that. Really? She, like yeah. 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 So many, it's so interesting, Kate. The more women I talk to, the more they're saying, you know what I do? I actually do my journaling. That, that's a big help for me. So it's so interesting. Well, I just think for writing comedy, I have to. Otherwise, I'm kind of thinking, thinking about the shopping or whatever. Oh. Yes, this has been fabulous. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, you know what? I usually always ask very quickly five okay. questions. Right on your dodgy tough days, do you opt for lemon and water or lemon and gin? Both. Both, yeah. Both. We'll do both. Move your body or move the remote. Move your body, always. Yes. Yeah, quickly on that. 
Yeah. They want to put me on a really, really intensive biological treatment. And I said, give me 30 days of working out every single day and I'll come back and my inflammation markers will be down. And they were, and they didn't put me on the treatment. So even if you're not good, get your body moving. Bloody hell, that's powerful. Yeah. Good God, Kelly. Okay. Flipping it. That might be like, boom, the mic drop of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bag of almonds or bag of Maltesers? bag of Maltesers <laughs> done ask for help happy to hermit ask for help yeah it, that's the best way uh lastly what what's the one thing you're going to do in the name of self-care today that your future self is going to thank you for oh well that I'm going to definitely thank my husband for taking Eliza just for this last bit of the interview oh bless him <laughs> thank you <laughs> I also have to shout out to to him because he was there throughout that whole experience of dressing changes every day with me yelping and you know he was nurse lover carer friend best friend like he saw me in a pickle and every day I was like does it look better and he was like no Kelly you know he was just there so I do have to make sure that he knows that without his love and support because I wasn't able to work for seven odd months we we wouldn't have got through that so what was your question what's the one thing no no no. I'm just I'm thinking oh you're so right and he would have that would have been stressful for him like can you imagine you love like the mum of your little girl like just go through that's stressful for him too the massive smelly open wound it was awful oh darling so what's your one self-care thing you're going to do for yourself today boundaries look you've just gone you know what eliza's kicking off i'm gonna like sort this out you're brilliant at boundaries oh well bless you i'm gonna have a wash well thank you for saying that i'm gonna wash because i've done an 8k walk fitness class and i've just um I'm going to have a wash and as a, as a new mum, you've just like, <laughs> you've got your toolkit, which is basically for me a shower and a shower and, and the odd nap. And those are like big things to achieve in a day. For a new yeah. mum, those are bloody tough, aren't they? I know, it is a bit. Yeah. I've forgotten. I don't know why we didn't all have kids in our 20s or 30s. I don't know. I think I was having too much fun. Oh, I know, drinking bloody alco pops. And can you remember those? Oh, my God. Yeah. Laughing, messing around. Plonker, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but I also would say, like, um, you know, the most important thing is just to listen to your actual body and if you're starting to come up with hives or losing your hair or your nails are looking really brittle or you're kind of losing your concentration a lot or like falling asleep in the morning or you've got diarrhea every day or you're dehydrated or you you know if there's any one of those things and there's another thousand more like sort it out because like pay attention it's normally a sign that something isn't being looked after and like I just think especially when you're a mom and you've kind of just got to deliver so much to so many it's got to start with you you can't pour from an open cup 
Yeah. And then cup. Yeah. I can remember going to a talk and this big CEO of this holistic well-being company, he said, you know, many women, we should not only have a full cup, but we should be serving others from the saucer, the overspill of the saucer. And I thought, oh, it's true. Like how, like, I don't know about you. I was like, here, have the whole bloody cup. Like, I, here, yeah. take the lot. I just did not think of self-care. I certainly didn't pay attention to the heart palpitations, the digestive issues. I just carried on. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope that you continue to get better. Oh, and you, darling. And you're doing incredible things with your motherless podcast. I will put in all the details um, on the show notes. And I'm going to share this in the introduction because it's an incredible podcast. So honest and oh, beautiful, incredible work. You're doing it, darling. You're doing it. I see you. Thank you. you. Love. You're doing it. Thank you so much, Flick. It's been lovely. Oh, it's been fabulous. Big kisses to you all and your girlies. Thank you to Eliza for her <laughs> lovely little cameos. Yes, thank you so much. All right, darling, you take care. Bye, <laughs> Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. Please check the show notes for any links to items discussed today. And the original music and sound editing is by Chris Taylor. If you've enjoyed this podcast and have a spare few minutes, then it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave me a happy starry rating and review. It really does help this podcast reach a little further. And I just love it to land in the lap of those who, like me, last year are perhaps feeling isolated and lonely in their burnout struggle. Please note this podcast is not intended as medical advice. Remember, you matter. So don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor or mental health professional for support if you're having a rough time. Wishing you a great week and take good care of yourself. Bye for now.